Hi, everybody, and welcome. This is Pam at the Paper Outpost, and this is the Paper Outpost podcast, The Joy of Junk Journals. We're going to be answering some of your questions, things you've been wondering about at the YouTube channel, The Paper Outpost, and here we go. Um, uh, Montreal Mom says, hi, love your videos. Are you using a piping bag tip for glue or gluing? Where do you get that and the bottle? Okay, yes, I, I'm, I'm not using... Well, it is a piping bag tip. I would think that's what it is. But apparently, they also make that type of a tip for an icing bottle. And the brand that I use is Sugar Bell's Icing Piping Bottle. And I found mine on Amazon. And I have a link to it in my Amazon shop if you're looking for it. But you can probably find similar ones with the metal tip, like the smaller opening metal tip at Hobby Lobby or any place where they sell cake supplies. Um, Yes, it really does give you a nice thin stream. And the second bonus of using that particular method is that the walls of the icing piping bottle, at least of that brand, are much thinner than the Fabrifix bottle. And my hand gets tired squeezing the Fabrifix bottle over time, so switching it to the Sugar Bell's icing piping bottle just seems to do the trick. Got that from <clears throat> Gail Agostinelli. That's where I first saw it, but I have seen a lot of other crafters switch to it too. So I think it might be a good thing. Might be a thing out there. Maybe it could be a thing. You know what I mean? Um, okay. So I am hearting that one. And that means that I've answered that question. And um, um, okay. So Janie Anderson asked Pam in a spooky themed page, how about combining the playing cards to always equal 13? Oh my God. What a great idea. That is brilliant. And she actually got a lot of thumbs up for that one. So way to go with the brilliant spooky themed idea. Janie Anderson. Love it. Junk journaling. Barbie. Pam, I love these ideas. Do you do cards too when it's a birthday or any occasion? How about any sort of junk journaling art? I was thinking of something like we decorate in the journals, but maybe doing it on a clipboard or a tray or a shelf, that kind of idea. Have you have you have you done any videos of this kind? Let let me know. Basically, Barb from Ontario. Hello, Barb from Ontario. Um uh, yes, I have made cards. I'm not the world's best card maker, but I do notice that even with my my rinky-dink, you know, two-year-old made it card, people seem to really appreciate a handmade card. They just know you went that extra mile and did some fuss on them. And I think that that kind of... I've, I've gotten warm looks and good good feelings from folks I've made handmade cards for. So there's some beautiful card makers out there that are so good, but I love to add handmade cards to junk journals. I think it's a great thing to find an un, unused one, an unwritten one, maybe with an envelope too, and that way the person can use it for a special memento or a note they want to send somebody, they can use it themselves. Um, uh, how about art? Okay, so she also asked about making clipboards and trays. Yes, I have made um, a clipboard. Have I made a clipboard? Yes, I feel like I've made a clipboard. Um, a tray. Don't know if I've made a tray. Or a shelf. Don't know if I made a shelf. But I've made a lot of pouches. And I've made bags for journals to be put in. And what else? Um, boxes I've decorated so that I can store ephemera. Um, crates I've decorated so you can store ephemera, bookshelves I've decorated so you can store ephemera. They see there's a trend going on here. And uh, I I really mean just craft supplies in general. There's always something that you can make. And if I had a a very wise friend once say, if it can be pretty, it should be pretty. So there you go. And uh, why not? You know, you're not limited to a book. Go forth. Have fun. Create with reckless abandon. Um, Carolyn Menying says... 
why don't you use a heat gun to dry things faster? Because I get burned. I am the world's biggest burn-a-rama person when it comes to heat gun. Um, heat guns are great. They grab fast and they're wonderful. But I, I think, I don't know, I'm making this up in my mind, but I'm thinking that these liquid silicone glues that were primarily designed for fabric have almost replaced the heat gun because... They kind of work the same. They're pretty good grab. Maybe not quite as strong as that kind of glue, but that kind of glue comes out thicker. It's harder to get a thinner stream that I've found. Um, the, the hot glue gun, you're going to get a blob. And uh, it's a little harder to get. And then you have to deal with the wispies. You know what I mean? The little wispy spider web things. Like every time you, you pull the glue gun away, there's a, like a spider web string. It's not a real spider web. Don't worry. But um, there's that. So those are the reasons. Number one is I burn myself. There you go. Um, and I have this little fear of leaving it on. I know they probably have some automatic shut off now, but I would still worry about leaving it on. Um, uh, Ebony says, what's that, Sunny? And, and then what happened? No kidding. Oh, she's having a, a little, disc- oh, oh, and this was the video with no audio. Thank you. You are, you are very kind and gentle and merciful. Thank you so much, Ebony. Um, that is so sweet. Uh, crafting experiments, Stella. Oh, these are all comments on the video that had no video. Okay, so let's just see how this, this goes. Well, Pam, I have a challenge for you. Can you make a summary of your own words? Say, restrict yourself in only seven lines. Give us the gist of what you said in the vi- visit uh, video. I can't wait. Kisses. So this is the video called Using a Masterboard. Okay, so here is it in, se- do I get seven cents? Seven lines. Okay, so take your masterboard and cut it up. Turn it into things like pockets and tucks and belly bands and then glue them into your junk journal. Yes, there you go. Okay. And what I tried to do in the video was actually show you um, maybe some alternative ways to make pockets and tucks and things like that because I think the, you know, the basic pocket and tuck are probably covered pretty well. But... Um, um, you know, I made just some different twists on it, and uh, so you might see a little variety there. Just some junk journal beginner tips, that types of thing, to start thinking outside of the box, which I think is huge in junk journal land. Okay, uh, uh, one lady asked for the same video because she had nothing to go on. Can't blame her hair. Pam, who was in the picture, a younger Pam with her father. Oh, you're so sweet. I think uh, Pam, younger Pam, probably looked somewhat like that. Uh, but that wasn't me and it wasn't my dad. Um, but I, yeah, I was a long and gangly kid that grew too fast, too tall. I was the tallest girl in my class till grade eight, till finally Kathy Mightney came to class and she was taller than me. Um, but, uh, yeah, I was like all arms and all legs and not much else. Yeah. It was just like, like this long spaghetti person walking, um, a little scary, um, somebody else was wondering too. Julie's Levine was wondering the same thing. Nope, that wasn't me and my dad, but yeah, I, I kind of looked a little like her. Um, uh, Blar asked at fifteen fifteen would have liked to know what you said about the magic yeast. Was it ac- what was it actually for? Did it make your hair grow like the dog's hair in the advertisement? We'll never know. Okay, so I was. She's referring to the using a masterboard. The video without any audio. I showed a Victorian trade card and had a beautiful picture of some dogs on one side with, I believe, a paint palette. And then on the other side was an advertisement for a yeast product from a company. And the two things never have to be related. Is That's what I've found, that 
often there, I don't see any particular relation between the front and the back. Sometimes it's just a beautiful picture on the front and a product on the back. Sometimes the product will show up in the picture. Like sometimes the sewing thread companies will put a little spool of thread or something like that on the, the main picture page side of it. And other times they won't. Um, it's kind of hit or miss with that. Okay, here we go. Um, okay, I think I forgot to heart some of these because I recognize that question. So let me just get past these. Okay, here. All right. Maybe I just missed one. Um, Cheryl Barber asks, what is tracing paper? What is it used for? And where do you find it? It, It's to trace with. And um, basically, let's say you're looking at a magazine page and you really like the shape of a tree or something in there and you put a piece of tracing paper over it and use a pencil and you just draw the shape of the tree because you can see through the paper. That's what it's used for. Now, in junk journal world, tracing paper can become anything you want. It, beca- it can become a window in an envelope. It can become a uh, uh, like a flip-up curtain. It can become a really crunchy, cool signature page. You can coffee dye them. You can crinkle them up. You can... You can um, uh, I'm just thinking you can you can rubber stamp on them and they look really cool and mysterious. Great for uh, spooky journals, things like that, or very old, vintage, antique, Victorian style journals. If you like that sort of thing, it's really kind of cool. It looks um, looks like it could be related to postage somehow. You could make little faux postage things, like little faux glassine bags things like that you can it's almost like a parchment paper in a sense wherever you could think of using parchment paper you could use tracing paper in junk journal world as a substitute remember never let lack of a craft supply stop you um hi pam this is linda howe hi pam and sunny i'll bet it's hot and muggy there isn't it a little muggy in the desert here today but autumn is on the way and i just love autumn colors don't you yes yes i do and uh she's referring to the junk journal craft chat video of last week where i showed some eco dyed papers where i incorporated some writ writ dye to enhance the shapes of the leaves and things like that so that was kind of cool that was fun it brings back memories when i start digging through me old stuff okay uh who's this um i i don't even know how to pronounce this n-h-m-t-o it's probably something n-h mountain dancer i think that's what it's like m-t-n dancer i have a question about mom momegami paper can it be done with napkins i wonder if she means origami paper i don't know what momegami paper is can it be done with napkins i would first put the napkin on the paper but then can it be momegamied oh now i i'm gonna have to look that up and i can, I can do that right now so let me see is there some momegami paper is that a thing maybe it's a thing momegami Oh, my God. Oh, it is a thing, and I don't know how to do it. I've never heard of it. What is it? Oh, it's really pretty, whatever it is. Looks like very... I wonder if it's that... Um, like, I want to call them alternative napkins. I've come across some napkins out there, and um, they have a different feel to them. It's like a thinner paper, more meshy, like handmade paper, but flat, and, and it can be all different colors, very beautiful. And here's like a video that says Momogami cloth out of paper. How to make your own Momogami paper. Yeah, apparently it's a thing. Japanese needed paper. No oil, no lotion. Ah, 
Okay, so maybe we're gonna have to make some momigami paper. Oh, I lost my, uh, how come I lost that? Oh, okay, here, did I get back? Did I totally lose it? Oh, don't tell me I lost it. Okay, what do I got? Have I got anything here? No, I think I'm still good. Okay, let's go back to the questions. Um, huh, well, there you go, learn something new today. Momigami paper. All right, Sunny, put that on the list. Put it on the list, little guy. Okay, we're hearting those questions. And let's see. Um, Pam, do you ever, oh, this is Colleen C to Serendipity. Pam, do you ever create something you don't want to use, not for the ugly factor, but for the beauty factor, like something that's too pretty to cut apart? Um, I guess what I'm trying to say is, do you want to keep it for yourself? I really enjoyed all your videos, and may God bless you and your family always. Oh, that's so sweet. Thank you. Um, Oh, a lot in the beginning, and then I got overrun. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply run by my hoard and it just sort of I, I started to make tougher decisions and I was more willing to cut things up and let them go I remember cutting up my first Eden Hol Edith Holden book and I think I cried um, then I learned that you can get another one if you really want to honor it and and you know memorialize it and be with it and read it Look at the pretty pictures. You just keep one that you don't cut up, and then you can cut up all the rest. I know, I know, I know. It's a sensitive topic. It's a delicate-natured topic. We tiptoe into here the cutting up of books, beautiful books, sometimes not so beautiful books, but a lot of books end up at the shredder. They do, I know. Even libraries send them to the shredder. I know, sacrilege. You would think that they would be safe there. No, no. It's like... I hate to say it, but it's like the, it's like the, uh, it's kind of like animal control or, or, you know, the, you know, the dog pound where not all dogs get adopted. I'm just saying, I know, I know. So we're, we're saying that at least some of these books get out the back door and they get turned into beautiful things. Not a bad option. Hello, Sunny Bunny. We were right at my feet. I didn't see you there. We're hanging out in the living room together, talking with you guys today. Um... Let's see. We have Taylor Yeary asks, I want to know the size of the biggest journal you have ever done. Also, how can I get papers to go vertical instead of horizontal? I don't want lined paper to go up and down. I want horizontal like the journal we write in. Am I making sense? Hugs to Sunbun. Um, yes, you're making a lot of sense. I've got some videos on um, how to... I want to give you the right title. It's... Um, how to make a journal with full-size pages so the pages are upright and the lines are upright. Different binding techniques. The easiest is a ring binder, uh, but I show you some alternative uh, sewing ways and gluing ways that you can do it. Um, 
um, so you can get the full page as opposed to always folding the pages in half and all the, your lines going up and down instead of horizontal. I, I get you. I've been there. I've wondered the same thing. Um, there are ways. And also, what do I, the size of the biggest journal I've ever made. Well, the most signatures I've ever had in a journal, I can tell you were 12 because I made a year diary for myself. And I got as far as March until I pooped out filling it out. But that was really good for me because I'm the world's worst journaler slash diary person so three solid months not bad for this girl but um um what else uh the biggest journal okay big size fat i think i probably had a spine that was maybe five inches i want to guess maybe it was five inches wide and big big I made a big one once a really big one I don't know the exact size of it but I used it for some big sized art paper and I would probably say it was a foot and a half by a foot if I had to guess it was really big maybe bigger than that maybe maybe two feet by a foot and a half it was just darn big and it served its purpose it was great um um okay so we've got interesting question here um soy milk muse asks a rabbit warren of dust bunnies that reminds me that i should clean my, my sewing machine oh she's talking about junk journal craft chat video from last friday uh how about this for a pam challenge a fall nature journal completed with us in five weeks ish that you can put up for sale on November 1st or some variation, but I would love to watch that. That orange paper is so inspiring. Oh, I'm glad you like the orange paper. I wasn't sure what people would think of that. You know, and that's one thing that I try and remind myself um, about is try not to judge for your audience because your audience might actually end up liking things that you don't like at all. This happens all the time. It's the strangest thing. Um, I had a jewelry business, like I, like I made handmade jewelry. I beaded when I was a teenager and I sold it. And my boyfriend at the time was helping me and he made this, uh, what I thought was the ugliest necklace in the world. And when I went to my little craft show, guess what sold first? Yes, his necklace. I learned at that point very early on, do not judge for your audience what they will like. So remember that when, when you're being hypercritical about your work? Oh, this looks horrible. Oh, these colors don't go together. Oh, this is just plum ugly you're saying to yourself because I know you use the expression plum ugly don't you yeah <laughs> and um <laughs> I think step back and just say you know what this journal will find the right person and I think it really will because let's face it if somebody buys it and they don't like it they're probably going to give it to somebody else and maybe that next person will like it so there's hope right I know we can't please everybody learn that from the get-go um but so if you're going to go on the journey making the journal enjoy your journey like do what you want play with it make it like you want and i understand you're taking their essence in with you especially if it's a person you know and love you you're thinking oh what would sally like sally would really like a green journal with a lot of glitter and that kind of stuff so you kind of like that gives you a launching pad but remember this is a gift made by you to her. So she's going to want to see some of you in there too, mixed in with a little bit of her. So it's okay to express yourself in there. I'm just giving you permission. And I encourage you to all give yourselves permission to have fun in your journals because you can't control what somebody else likes or doesn't like. So you might as well enjoy the journey. That should go on a t-shirt. Okay. Um, 
Michelle says, Hey Pam, have you ever done a junk journal that has flip outs like the cover flip outs to where it expands? I hope I'm explaining this right. Uh, I think you mean like a lap journal, like those ones that, um, you know, keep opening and opening. And I think, yes, I have done journals like that and they're very fun and you can incorporate multiple book covers in those and you can make uh, expanding pages and expanding covers and and there's really a lot of expansion you can do in a journal it's really quite fun um what did i call them lap book lap book i would say look for that in my channel if you can find where to search in the on the main page there's a little um magnifying glass look for that and type in lap book see if it comes up um, I'll, I'll, I'll take a gander and see if I can find it too and maybe put it below a video or something but anyway there you go folks I hope you had a grand day um, all is well here at this end and we're wishing you much happy and papery fun take care everybody create with reckless abandon bye bye mm -hmm.